Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive through over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo. Over in Tupelo, it'd be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Riceville. That would be a little weird. Does yeah. rice and coffee go well together? I don't think so. I gotta be. Is there rice in Riceville? It's down in South Mississippi. I'm gonna probably guess no. Maybe they had a, a, a rice farm back in the day. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe just a bunch of rices live there. You know. It's, that's probably what it is because you know there's in um, in in Sturgis there's a little community called Morgantown mm-hmm. and there's like a billion Morgans over there. I'm sure there's probably some listening Similar, to this yeah. show rice, as we as we as we speak. The rice, the rice might be family. There you go. Well, wherever you are in our great state, north, south, east, or west, you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee every morning. Startful's number one coffee, might I add. Uh, just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for shipping right to your door. You can have it every single morning, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. Just go to their website, collegecornerstore.com, to shop online or check out either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop, like I said, shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Father's Day is coming up, guys. Won't be too long. So get Dad the maroon and white gifts he wants. Get them at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's best restaurant. Lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch, it doesn't matter. You're going to get a great meal every single time you walk in the door at Restaurant Tyler. They are the, 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 the tip of the spear of Eat Local here in Starkville. As you know, their group with them and Ben 612 in the guest room, these are all great places to go. We all love them here in Starkville, and we have for a long time. So make sure you support your local businesses. Head over to Restaurant Tyler for lunch, for dinner, for brunch this week. 16 Priority One Bank locations to serve you throughout central Mississippi. All you've got to do is go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you, and you can open an account this very day. We talk a lot. We just talked about eating local. We talk about shopping local. Banking local is important, too. Your small-town Mississippi banks, those are the cornerstones of a lot of cities here in our great state. And Priority One Bank is definitely one of those. So head to Priority One Bank that now and start cultivating that relationship. That way, when you're talking to somebody about a loan, you're not talking to somebody you've never met. You're not talking to somebody at a, at a branch that's a few hours away from you. You're talking to Jim. You know Jim. Jim's been there with you the whole time. Jim's there every week when you come into the bank. I don't know. Jim. Jim? 
Yes. So head over to PriorityOneBank.com to find a location near you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Rumblings Day here on uh, on Thunder and Lightning. I couldn't remember the name of the podcast there for a second. So we got some uh, some good questions. Let's just jump right into them. Uh, Brick Thomas has our first question today. Shout out to your name being Brick, by the way. That's a great name. Uh, what is a greater possibility? MSU keeping their confidence and beating A&M and getting far in the SEC tournament or frogs raining from the sky? <laughs> well, either one of them would be of biblical proportions. I mean, I've, I've, seen, I've seen some really incredible things with Mississippi State baseball that I never knew could happen, so... I would say that mm-hmm. probably would be more likely to happen other than frogs falling from the sky. Yeah, I mean, I haven't checked in with Pharaoh over in Egypt, but uh, I think we're okay on the frogs. So I would be really <laughs> mad if frogs started around. I don't like frogs. So, uh, What's the best Gatorade flavor? This is going to be a debate, I feel. Um, The blue Gatorade, the Glacier Blast or whatever. What's it called? Glacier Freeze? Glacier Frost? Glacier Freeze, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Glacier Frost Thirst Quencher? I don't know. There's like several different... Glacier Freeze is what I see right here. But that that's my Glacier favorite. Glacier Freeze is the correct... Yeah, that's what that is, yeah. The light blue Gatorade is my favorite. Glacier Frost is a clear one. It's, uh, it's cherry flavor. Okay. I don't like that. So... I, this is a two-part answer for me. If you want, if I just want something to drink that's enjoyable, I want uh, grape. Grape Gatorade is the best one. But if I'm actually thirsty and I want to rehydrate, I want orange. So, like when I, I'll tell you this: when I get sick, like if I have like the, a cold or the flu, I tell my wife buy me Gatorade orange, and I'll drink those during the day. It's lemon lime for me. Lemon lime takes me back to a, a dark place of playing high school football and just being tired and hot. I don't like lemon lime. Well, see, that's when it tasted the best. Yeah, you know, you're right. Because, you know, that it was like you had like two Gatorade flavors back in the day. Remember, like way back when they had like the glass bottle? There were three. There were orange, lemon lime, and then there's the one that nobody wants is fruit punch. Ooh. I've grown to like fruit punch. Oh, no. God, no. I can't. I've no. grown. I, did, I never liked it as a kid. But the lemon lime, like when you had a lemon lime Gatorade, and remember, like you used to like mix, like at, at football practice, like you would make your own mix, like you would yeah. dump it in the bucket. Like we would get at basketball camp at Mississippi State, we would get the packages of Gatorade, and then you put them in your water bottle, fill it up with water or whatever, and when you poured that whole package in the bottle. Like it was way more than what's supposed to go in. That was like the sweetest mm-hmm. Gatorade I've ever had in my life. It was, well, it was probably got, yeah, not not good for you. No, it's probably not good. You know. Yeah, I, I've actually swiped one of the bottles at Mississippi State's football practice before. Mm-hmm. Like went over there, I was like really hot, and like I just like stuck my hand in the cooler and pulled yeah. one out. They put salt in theirs. Oh. And it was, I took two sips and I threw it away. I mean, it I tastes, felt bad. I mean, like I'll, I'll pay somebody back if I need to. Just get ready for that's what a colonoscopy drink tastes like. Like salty. Oh, I, oh, oh, I had I had one. Yeah, it's not fun. I, t- I took one. I, I had to do uh, the prep work or whatever yeah. 
uh, two years ago, 2021, oh, I think. So bad. so bad. It was it was in the middle of the uh, baseball season. It was when you had so the it was a, diverticulitis. Yes. Oh gosh. So it was like a it was like a Tuesday night, and State was playing like I don't know, like Grambling or something. And so I started like drinking it, and I was like, you know, this isn't bad because I mi- I mixed uh like ginger ale or something with it. Mm-hmm. In like ten minutes, it was like it was time to go, and I just carried my computer with me yeah. back and forth watching the game. Yeah, that's all you can. That do. lasted. Are you uh, probably like three hours? Are you old enough to remember Gatorade in the can? Oh yeah, can Gatorade. absolutely. Those were good times. That's I, what I'm I, saying. Like the I remember the glass bottles. Yeah, the glass bottles. I was in high school when grape Gatorade came out. That was like the first new flavor of Gatorade yeah. grape, and I used to love it. But there you go. Love debating Gatorade, by the way. Yes. Uh, John, usually the first three football game times and TV networks are released about this time uh, this time of the year. Y'all had to bet what time do you think each of the three games are starting? You're starting to see that right now. Alabama-Texas was announced today. That's a 6 o'clock kick over in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. I'm, I love getting these times. These are my guesses, Robbie. 3 p.m. for Southeast Louisiana. 11 a.m. for Arizona. They're going to make them sweat. And then LSU will be a 6 p.m. kickoff. We'll get a ESPN2 or, or, or maybe SEC Network. But I could see that. That'll be a night game. I could see them compromising with Arizona and doing like a six thirty. No, 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 no. They're gonna punish them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, the, the SEC. No, no. The Mississippi State's gonna ask for that. I mean, like, let's 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 let's, let's get that. And uh, that's that should be a whiteout game. <laughs> State should wear white jerseys and tell Arizona where you're all. It's like, no, no, no. We had to play this football game at ten p.m. Yeah, that's exactly how I would look at that. So. All right. Uh, That'd be like playing at at uh, nine a.m. in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Colton Watson has some questions. How come when Charles Cross plays in the air raid for two years, the only question any NFL scout slash draft analyst had was, "Can he run block?" But when MS, when MSU's current offensive line has been the air raid for three years, we're all confident they'll naturally revert to their high school systems, become road grading offensive linemen again. Did Laurel High School run the air raid? Well, A, I would suggest you listen tomorrow when I have my interview with Cole Kublik goes up because we talk about some stuff like this. But B, run blocking, and, I, and I'm speaking on a very limited amount of experience here, run blocking is just easier than pass blocking. Run, if you're a big, strong offensive lineman, you can, you can be a good run block. Pass blocking is a lot more technique involved. There's a lot more repetition. So... I, I just feel like it's just an easier transition. Now, Cole, I'll just give you a spoiler. Just disagreed, but I feel like for me, it just makes. But his his disagreement makes sense. It's not in terms of what you can and can't do as a run blocker. It's just what you can and can't do in practice. But I mean, I just feel like you know, if you played, if most of these guys were recruited to play in a run blocking system, they were recruited by Mullen or Moorhead. So I, I'm not too overly worried about. It. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't – I've heard, you know, Jacob Hester, I think, would mention he was really mm-hmm. concerned about the offensive line. That's where I went with, with Cole with that question when you, on the interview you'll hear tomorrow. Yeah, I just don't – you know, I just have a feeling that the offensive line is going to be fine moving to this, but I, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just more of a natural fit for their skill set. Right. Rank these fans, Alabama fans who've never been to Tuscaloosa and bought their gear at the Walmart in Columbus or Meridian, 
Cowboy fans who swear it's a Super Bowl year after year. Good old boys and rednecks who cheer for Ole Miss because of the Old South Confederate ties. Laker fans that are quiet all season until the second round of the playoffs. Uh, actually, the worst fan is the uh, the MSU fan who goes behind the media and tries to call us out for things you know that we say during games. And when you know the situation changes, you think you got us. You didn't actually, especially Good. saying those things yourself. Good, good. No, and then and then you come back and say whenever somebody calls you out on it, and you say, "Oh, I'm not. I'm I'm trying to spend time with my fiance. What am I doing? You know." So the other thing I have an issue with here, we're talking about you. Quiet. We're talking about you, Laker fans that are quiet all season until the second round of the playoffs. Let me tell you something here about being a Laker fan. Uh, The regular season is meaningless. All that matters is for playoff seeding. Now, I'd like to be the one seed, sure. But when you keep winning game one, it doesn't matter. You just get home court advantage. This is a team that's won 17 world championships. They've won 12 in my lifetime. Who gives a crap about a game in October? I have la- I laugh so hard at the Pelican and Grizzly fans getting so fired up for that mid-November matchup with the, with the Nuggets or the Warriors. Big game tonight. A big game is game seven of the conference finals. That's a big game. I've won, you- they've won 12 world titles in my lifetime. I start talking when it's appropriate to start talking, and that's in the playoffs when it matters. The answer it's- to your question is number is number three. The Ole Miss fans who are racist are the worst one. The ones you got to pace yourself. You got to pace yourself throughout a season. It's eighty-two games. I don't, I don't care about the fourth game in the season. Imagine like a Baltimore Orioles fan getting fired up right now. Like we're playing so great. Who cares? Come talk to yes. October. Exactly. Like the, the 100 and, 162 game baseball season. Yeah. People talking about you know this is such a big game tonight. Nice. Like this is the fifty-eighth game of the season. Nobody cares. Okay. Yeah, I don't care about what happens in game 30, game 40 in the NBA. I care about the playoffs. That's when it's time to start talking. Also, to further embarrass Colton, just because he made me very angry the other day, and he's, and he's taking subtle shots in this one, too. He's, mm-hmm. the, the mouth is starting to get smart on Colton, which I, I think it might be time to, to put him in timeout. But it, Colton oh, no, no. sent us a recipe for lasagna oh, yeah. or something. Oh, 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 oh yeah. I forgot about this. So Colton yesterday, he was he was the first reply to the rumblings, and this was what he sent us: preheat oven to three fifty and cook pasta according to package directions. Cook bacon <laughs> in large skillet over medium heat for three minutes. Add onion and garlic and sauté until the onion is tender. Add wine. Cook three minutes. Stir in tomatoes and the next three ingredients, which he doesn't list. Reduce heat to low and cook occasionally, stirring for three minutes. Stir ricotta and one cup of mozzarella into the hot, cooked, and drained pasta. <laughs> Pour pasta mixture into a lightly greased baking dish and top with the bacon mixture. Make sure that any sauce works its way into the pasta. Sprinkle with the remaining mozzarella and parmesan. Bake 25 to 30 minutes until bubbly. It sounds great. I don't know what it is. I feel like, I feel like there should be some more meat in there. But I'll try it. Yeah, I'll try it. I, oh, Colton. I, I, I texted Robbie immediately. I was like, did he mean to send us a recipe? <laughs> I don't know. All right. We're, we're done making fun of you, Colton. We love you. Uh, Missy Nations asks, let's say I have a set amount of money to give annually for Mississippi State Sports. Which is more important to support, the Bulldog Club or the Bulldog Initiative? Well, Zach Summon won't like to hear this, but the answer is the Bulldog Initiative. Yes. Because athletes are what win. 
That's 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 the end of the day. That's just the fact of the matter. I just don't think it, the the Bulldog Club. I think it. I think it pays for scholarships or mm-hmm. something, and um, and it also you know pays coaches' salaries, like the the stuff that they kind of supplement behind the scenes that you don't see in the contracts. Mm-hmm. It pays for facility upgrades and stuff like that, and those things are are important. But I think right now, uh, some of that, especially facilities upgrades, kind of takes a back seat to making sure that you're getting the right players. Because if you don't have the right players, we've talked about this before a nice facility is just going to be empty because you're not winning ball games. So right now the most important thing for Mississippi State is to be able to be competitive from a get players. Player standpoint. And one so thing I I mean it's like, you know, if Mississippi State gets Tolu Smith back, mm-hmm. it's thanks a hundred percent to the Bulldog Initiative. Yes. Um Mississippi thing- State keeping those players in football that are getting another year, thank you, Bulldog Initiative. One thing I always Say and maybe I'm wrong, but I really do believe this. When people talk about the Bulldog Club, like it pays for scholarships, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think there's ever going to come a time where Mississippi State's going to tell a player, "Well, we'd like to offer you this, but we don't have the money to pay your scholarship"? Right. That's never it's, going to happen. It's not Mississippi State's ever going to be in a situation where they're like, "Well, we could get this coach, but we just don't have enough money to offer." It's never going to happen. They always will have the money. The the initiative needs the money. That's where it's kind of it. like this this topic that's come up, and I you know I would like to verify this a little more, and I I don't really know how, but the university taking five million dollars from athletics, they don't need that. Mm-hmm. They're they're yeah. getting they just got a hundred million dollar endowment. Why do they need five million dollars from athletics? Yes, I agree. Why why does why does the athletic department, which is making I think thirty million dollars a year, or whatever, why do they have to have? Everybody give to the Bulldog Club. I, I mean, short answer: yeah. Bulldog Initiative is where your money needs to go. If you're if you're going to pick one, now if you want to split, that's great. But if you're going to pick one, it needs to go to the Bulldog Initiative. Uh, Jackson Waddle asks, "What would which is a more unsung factor that led to the 2021 national title? Houston Harding emerging as a solid third starter, or the elite defense out of nowhere in the College World Series? It's the defense." The fact that the state just did not make errors, I mean, that's huge. Harding was good, you know, coming into that. He had been good for a few weeks. But, if I mean, think about how good they were defensively, how many double plays they turned, how many big catches they had. The defense, to me, is the answer. Yeah, I think so, too, because we kind of knew, like, what Houston Harding was. He had kind of emerged as that, as that wild card guy. But they, they also – kind of had the pitching there in the postseason. I mean, he was important, but I think they could have survived. The The defense being what it was, and then Vanderbilt's defense being what it was, kind of changed the course of the national championship. Great. And State was, was not great on defense all season long. Uh, Brian McDuff says, All things considered, is evolution the greatest stable of all time? Three members are in the top ten for world titles. One member is probably going to be running WWE eventually, and another one has been in five movies that combined for $5 billion gross. So here's what I'll say to this. I agree with a lot of what he's saying, there, right? But first off, you got to think, Flair and Triple H, a lot of their titles were won before Evolution, especially with Flair. Flair never won a world title in Evolution. The problem is this for me. If I think about stables... And I think about Flair and Triple H, I don't think about evolution first. 
I think about the Four Horsemen, and I think about DX. So that, it's always on the back burner for me. It's a great stable. It was a great angle. I, I feel like they they probably busted it up a little too soon, but that's that's a WWE thing. Is like something will be white hot, and they're like, "Well, we got to break them up." But it's not it's not the greatest stable of all time, not to me. Four Horsemen. Four Horsemen, yeah, for me. Well, I mean, the thing about the Four Horsemen was like the that's got to be like the first like true stable. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm sure there was one before it, but you know that that one was just and on a level of its own, and it kind of opened the door for everything else. Yeah, that came behind it. You know, we had the the free board, three the free birds. You had um, DX NWO. Mm-hmm. Those those don't exist without the four horsemen. It's all about the four horsemen were the first stable that it, it we have a, a heel world champion and the other guys are there to protect him. Yeah. That is that is what they and now they they win their own titles but none of them are better than the top guy. And that's what they had with the NWO, right? Is you had Hulk Hogan and then everybody else was there to protect the keep the world title on Hulk Hogan. Evolution was the same way. DX was the same way. All of these things. That's 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 what a, a good heel stable does the inner circle if you want to go to that was the same way so i would say four horsemen nwo dx evolution yeah that's probably correct i would put nwo ahead of dx i would too i absolutely would uh bearded man with a fish what are the actual chances tolu comes back next season if he does how does the starting five look chris jans is talking to the media right now he says that uh Hasn't made his decision yet, but he's been great, and there have been open lines of communication. I think there's a really good chance he comes back, and if that's the case, the starting lineup probably looks a lot like it did last year. I think that uh, Andrew Taylor will probably be in it, and probably as the starting point guard, if I had to guess. Maybe him as the one with Shaq Moore, uh, Cam Matthews, DJ Jeffries, and uh, and Tolu Smith. That's what it would look like, right? Or... um yeah, you know, I guess was, would Rams come off the bench? I think so. Deshaun Davis probably comes off the bench in that situation. It would like it would look almost like it did mm-hmm. last year, but it would look totally different if yeah. that makes any sense. Because Andrew Taylor, I think, shifts the entire course of the offense. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, think you. Have, you have, I mean, off the bench, you've got Rams. You've got Jimmy Bell giving you backup for for Tolu. You've got Trey Fort, who's going to be a, come in and be a scorer. Josh Hubbard's going to come in and be a scorer off the bench. Um, you need to find another another role guy, like another Cam Matthews type guy. I don't know who that guy is going to be. Maybe maybe that's where Keyshawn Murphy could be, you know, who I think is a little bit more offensively gifted than than Cam Matthews is. So we'll see. I mean, I'll just tell it's you, right, great, it's a really great roster. That's, 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 a tur- that's a tournament team. There's no question about that. Easily, assuming we, t- again, we get totally back. Patrick Williamson asks, are we back? Who's we? You got a mouse Baseball. in your pocket? Is that what you're saying? No, they are not back. No. <laughs> they're not even they're not even in the car yet. Let alone back. Also from Patrick, in light of all the negati- negativity and disappointment, and rightfully so, what, if any, is your biggest positive takeaway from this baseball team? What's yours, Robbie? The freshman. Yeah, that's, I think that's my answer too. Yeah. You get you got uh Guys that I think can be superstars, Dakota Jordan, Ross Highfield. I mean, how many catchers do you know that are as athletic as Ross Highfield? Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that many like him. Um, he's just a superstar in the making. 
Dakota Jordan's the same way. David Marshawn, um, I, I think that Bradley Lofton and, and uh, Drangelo Sanja have a chance to be great. It was a great class. This is the first time since probably Tanner Allen and that group that the freshman class really hit. Yeah, it's the young core. It's it's Highfield, Jordan, Mershon, um, and then Hines as well. And then with Sinjay and Lofton, I see the potential there for those guys as well. So yeah, that that's definitely the bright spot uh, going forward. Uh, Holden Blake, my wife and I disagree on the word dinner. She says that dinner is the same as lunch, whereas I say dinner is supper time. She says Southerners say dinner and lunch. You know, I hate to do this. I hate it, but your wife is way wrong on this one. You are correct, sir. Dinner is dinner. Is, dinner is after five p.m. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lunch I've always is lunch. been. I've always been kind of annoyed by that. It's it's kind of like the old South like term. Yeah. Like my grandparents is like like they called lunch dinner. No. No. And that that always threw me off. Lunch is lunch. Lunch is right. what you have is the meal between breakfast and dinner. That's what lunch is. It is. You're correct. Yeah. Dinner and supper are interchangeable, depending on how you want to do it. I say supper is more of like a Sunday. They were having supper on, on the weekend, but dinner is is at the night, what you have when you get home from work. Dinner is not lunch. Your wife is wrong. So uh <laughs> some of these questions y'all come up with are incredible. Cody Clark asks, would you rather have spoons for toes or never be able to eat solid foods again? <laughs> what? Spoon, spoons for toes is the answer. I'm going to go spoons for toes, but what on earth? <laughs> Who thinks of this stuff? <laughs> spoons for toes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's a solid hypothetical. I, I mean, I'll take your word for it. I don't know if you, when you would ever have that, but yeah, me either, me either. Patton Paris wants to know what's your favorite uh, snow cone flavor. Mine is sour apple. Oh, okay. That's a good choice. Grape is for me. I love. It's weird. I don't like grapes, but I like grape. You like grape, like juicy grapes. I like grape flavored things, like grape blade, yeah. grape airheads, grape bubble gum, but I don't like actual grapes. So it's weird. grape jelly. I like grape jelly, but I, I don't. I, and I like grape snow cones. That's my favorite. Um, also from Patton, do you always feel like somebody's watching you? Because he's going the Rockwell on us here. Jesus. Well, we talked about that earlier. Uh, Will Carruth, who would win a seven-game series between this past year's men's basketball team and the 2009 team? which was a 13 seed in the NCAA tournament? It's a good question. I feel like Vernardo is going to cancel out Tolu to a large degree. Because of the defense? Yeah. I feel like Vernardo is going to be able to you know, keep Tolu off. Oh, that's a great matchup. I'd love to watch it. And then the, the, the way that that team shot from the perimeter with Barry Stewart, Raven Johnson, D-Boss, I think they're going to win probably four games to two. I could see it. A little more versatility in that group. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll do one more, then we'll get into the ad break here. From Addison, do you guys have any concerns about any of our impact freshmen hitting the portal? 
Hopefully guys like Jordan, Mershon, Sanjay, and Sierra will stay. That's another guy in the young core. I should have mentioned Evan Sierra. I also wonder about Hines hitting the portal. I mean, obviously it's a concern, but I, I and this is another thing, and I, and I, I have to speak just from what we know, right? Because I don't read a ton of other message boards, but I feel like Mississippi State fans just believe that every time a player becomes good, he's immediately going to go in the portal. Or if they see that they're like they they're they don't look happy or something like that. They just assume guys are going to go in the portal. It's like we talked about a couple weeks ago. People would just kind of like try to put this stuff into the atmosphere and make it happen. It's very strange to me. I don't think that – I mean, I don't know about uh, Sanja. I don't know anything. I mean, he has no connection here. Mershon doesn't either. But Evan Sieri, his parents moved here to start bowl. His dad is a is the head coach at Oak Hill. I don't see him going anywhere. I see no reason for him to go anywhere. Cutter Jordan is a Mississippi kid. I don't know why he would leave. Hunter Hines is a is a bulldog through and through. I mean Mississippi State baseball is a little different too than a lot of other sports. It's you know, it is it's it's its own thing and they're an elite program. I don't know if there's going to be this mass exodus that people just assume, I think. Yeah. Some people are going to leave. A couple guys will go. But yeah, there, there are some people. There are just, some that need to go. Yeah. But there are some people who think the state's going to have a full new starting lineup and bullpen next year. Like nobody's going to be back. Right. I, mean, I don't see that happening. Yeah. All right. Let's move on into the rest of the rumblings. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. If you're looking to cook a uh, a great late uh, great uh, early dinner dinner for your family, not a lunch. You can cook them lunch though. But if you're looking for you know some easy weeknight dinners for your family, you should probably go to the Mississippi Beef Council's website, msbeef.org. They got a lot of great recipes, and beef is the star of the show. Beef makes it easy for you. It's just it's a great ingredient to work with. Makes a lot of great meals, be it pastas or soups. Or just, you know, a quick, you know, stir fry, thing, things like that. It's all much better with beef. So head to msbeef.org to find some great recipes to serve your family. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. What can you say about Two Brothers that we haven't already said on this program? It's fantastic. The food's great. The people are great. And now you have the added bonus of when you go to Two Brothers, you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative. They are a Bulldog Initiative business, and that means when you put your money down at Two Brothers, some of that's going to find its way back to Mississippi State athletes. That is what we like to call a win-win, a great meal, and you're helping Mississippi State uh, bring in the, the, the players of the future. You just can't go wrong. So check them out. Anytime you're in Starville, make sure you've got a trip to Two Brothers on your to-do list. Great products and great service is what every business promises you. They deliver it at Advantage Business Systems, and they have, excuse me, for 48 years. When you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, you call them back. No 1-800 number, no call center on hold for 45 minutes, no out-of-state technician who will be there in a week, 10 days. Somebody here in the state of Mississippi, a 601 number, and a lot of times those problems can be solved the exact same day. That's the difference between being a neighbor and, and being a number. 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogue and the Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. Father's Day, as I mentioned, it's coming up faster than you can think. 
get dad what he really wants. A great, stylish Mississippi State polo that he, you know, when he's wearing it, people don't go, hey, do you work for Adidas? Do, do, you, do, you, do you work for them? Why are you so blatant in your love for this product with the gigantic logo across there? No. Dad wants to look good, and he doesn't want to look like a walking billboard. So help him out. Head to the Rogue and sample their collegiate collection. Head over to the Rogue in Jackson or shop online at therogue.com. Don't forget, they are also a Bulldog Initiative business. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Luva Wine Bar, that's the place to be this summer. If you're looking for a great evening out, you want to check out Luva Wine Bar. Go to their Facebook page to make a reservation, or you can just pop on in. And more than likely, you're going to sit down, have a couple of great drinks, a glass of wine from their incredible curated list, some fantastic food, artisanal fat flatbreads. Not a fat. <clears throat> nobody wants that. Uh, I'll take a fat bread. Uh, artisanal fat bread. Mm, try our artisanal fat bread. We took an entire pork belly and fried it, and we're calling it bread. Uh <laughs> Yeah, or some of their fantastic charcuterie. If you want a fantastic night out, if you want to enjoy the good life in Starkville, head to 509 University Drive and Luva Wine Bar. A. Swinson asks us, have you welcomed Cody to the Vince Screwed You Club lately since his booking since Mania is insanely dumb? Also, the odds Sammy and KO lose the titles to Roman and Soul. I don't think they're going to lose the tag titles to those two. I just don't see that happening. Um, I mean... Maybe it is a long-term story, but I don't ever trust WWE to do long-term stories. It could be a lot like the Daniel Bryan thing. That's what I've been kind of pitching about it. Mm -hmm. You know, he's it looks like he's like right about to be on the cusp or what or whatever, and then all of a sudden, you know, he gets screwed, and he has to, and then he gets, you know, Brock Lesnar interferes and yeah. just beats the crap out of him. And he has to fight his way back up against all odds. Yeah, and that's that's how you make a super baby face there. Um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have thrown a, thrown the title on him right away. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, it's not a it wouldn't be a terrible idea. Yeah, we'll, we'll but know that, this time. that could we'll be do, where they're going. We'll just know next this time next year. If he doesn't <laughs> win next year at Mania, it's it's over. He's never going to win. Yeah. So. Uh, Brogan Fairchild, have you ever thought about selling Thunder and Lightning merch? We have. We've just never sat down and put it together, but we've thought about it for sure. Um, with Father's Day now on the horizon, what are you wanting for Father's Day? What are you What are you thinking there, Robbie? Hmm. If I if if I got to you know pick, which I'm not going, it's going to be something for my house. I know my wife; she's going to get something that we can both have, so it's not really going to be a Father's Day thing. But I would I would pick a uh, probably a Traeger. Oh, you tell you, that's where that's where I'm thinking. Too. I don't know about a Traeger or not, but I, it's definitely new grill time for me. I need yeah, a, I mean, I, I need just really upgrade. We just built a house, so I mean, it's got to be something yeah. that we need. I agree. So I'll probably pick something off the list. Yeah. Okay. Who do you think will have a high preseason ranking between men's and women's basketball? I think the men have a chance to be ranked. I could see them being like between 20 and 25 to start the season, just depending on, you know, if Tolu comes back. The women, I think, should be a top 20 team, shouldn't they? I mean, if they're if they're a top five, six team in the SEC, that's usually where you're going to find those teams. They'll probably both be around the same spot. Okay. 
I think they could both be inside the top, top 25. I think, you know, the women – women are probably more of a surefire top 25 team, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we'll see on the men. Because the women won a couple of games in the tournament, and they got, you know, they almost got the Sweet 16. So they were already a top 32 team. And now you've added three all-conference players, and you have an all-SEC player coming back in Jessica Carter, and the roster looks pretty good. So, I mean, I could see them being ranked. Uh, Sheldon Nations, which MSU athlete will be the highest NIL earner in 23-24? First and foremost, we won't know. We will not have yeah. uh, Tolu has a chance there, doesn't he? It would probably be Tolu. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Because, I mean, football – like those deals, those deals are already done for the most part. I mean, maybe it's Tulu Griffin, maybe, but I think it's probably Tolu. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be the answer because he's he's getting offered some money in back channels by other teams, and it's going to force Mississippi State to to pay him some pretty good money. Yeah, Andy Atkinson. The enforcer double A asks us, I own a Honda, I own a Honda CVR. How do you classify that vehicle? Would you say get in the car or get in the van? My wife constantly calls it a van. How would you correct this? I don't know what that looks like off the top of my head. Let me have a look here. That that that's not a van. It's like a, a mid-sized it's a mid-sized SUV. So yeah. I would say get in the car. I or get in the truck. I do call. I say car even with with tr- with my truck. Yeah. It's it's not a van though. Not a van. Yeah, I agree with you, Andy. This is not good for us though, Robbie. This is two times today that we have told a wife she is wrong. Yeah, we're, we better be careful. We're gonna get in trouble. We got to be careful here. Uh, let's see here, Steve Mormon. What are your top three go to movies that if you're flipping through, you will always stop to watch? There's a lot of them. I'll give you three, though, that like it doesn't really matter where they are in the movie. I will stop. Rounders. Um, I love Rounders. That's, that's a great movie. Um, Roadhouse. Mm. Like It doesn't matter where I am in Roadhouse. I'm going to stop. Um, the Blues Brothers. Okay. I mean, these are movies that are usually, or at least they used to be, always on TV, too. Yeah. Tombstone. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, probably any of like the Harry Potter movies. Okay, if they're on, especially like on a Sunday afternoon, I want to take a nap, lay on the couch and watch Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, Indiana Jones. Any of the mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. Any of those movies. are good. I'll throw one more. Yeah. In there. Shawshank. Yeah, Shawshank is on. If I if I if I see red. And Andy, I'm watching. I'm in. Or, or like you know, Green Mile. Green Mile's a good Forrest Gump. Like yeah. anything Tom Hanks, I'm usually it's, in. It's not on very often, but if I come to any part of the Hunt for Red October, I am watching that. I'm locked yeah. in on that. So uh, there's just not that many movies any that they make now no, that I want to watch again. Yeah, very few, very few. But 80s and 90s and even early 2000s, like yeah. I'll stop and watch some of those. Yeah. Kyle Wilson asked, do you think you learn more about life and yourself in the first year of college or in the next five years of your life? It's, it's, it's once you get past 21, you really start learning about yourself. Yeah. Once, once you can just do what it, at 21, at that point, you can pretty much do whatever you want, right? If you want to go to the bar, 
and have a drink. If you want to, you want to go to the casino, you start learning about yourself and like what you can, can and cannot be trusted to do. In my opinion, like your first, my first year of college, I, I was, that was, that was the first, especially the first semester was not a, uh, I didn't learn anything. No, at all. Not a very productive time no, in no. either of our lives. So, uh, let's see here. I'll get through some uh, some stuff here. All right. Dr. Tim Watley, DDS. Will y'all be watching more hockey now after watching Dallas-Seattle Game 7? I'm wearing my Dallas Star shirt that I, I just – I have a bunch of hockey shirts that I just like the logos and stuff. But for my handsome young son, Tyler Horka, I'm going to represent him today. Watching that game last night, I was just like, why don't I watch more hockey? I used to watch hockey a lot when I was in college. Back when, like, when the Red Wings and the Avalanche were brawling every five seconds, I used to love to watch that. I need to get back into hockey. It's a fun sport to watch. It's enjoyable. I, I think I'm going to go all in on hockey next year. Yeah. We should go. I need to pick a team. I I'm not going to be I'm, a Predators I'm, fan, but we should go to a Predators game. We should drive up. I'm, I'm thinking about jumping on the Predators bandwagon just because they're close and I love yeah. Nashville. I just I don't I don't I don't want to do the Predators. I don't want to do the Predators, and I know Atlanta's getting a team, but the Falcons have poisoned the Atlanta well. I'll never cheer for a team from Atlanta. So I may I, I may yeah, end you up can't. With the I mean, like you know, like we're both Lakers fans. Like we can't cheer for the Red Sox. Yeah, I know. I'm out. I'm out. It's in Boston. Yeah, I'm out. No. <clears throat> uh the only other team, I, I mean, Stars or maybe the Blues. I don't know yet, though. We'll see. I'm going to think about it this offseason. I like how, the other thing with having the stars, and this is why I picked Chelsea, because Robbie Donahoe was a Chelsea fan, is I have Horka to talk about the stars with, right? So I need to have a, a friend that I can be, you know, having these conversations with about the team. I want to have, you know, some social aspect. I think, I think I'm going to base mine around who has the coolest logo and mm. or color scheme. Okay. I have no other. The Predators have not no other color scheme. I don't think that their uniforms aren't great. No, they're not. Yeah, but I have no other way to like. I don't want to just pick the best team. I got you. I got you. So I think I'm just going to find the best colors and we'll we'll run with it. Okay. Also from Doctor Watley, money is no object. What are some bucket list restaurants you want to go to? Uh. Hmm. I don't know if there's – there was this place that's kind of like a speakeasy or something in Las Vegas. Yeah. That it popped up on my timeline a couple of times. That place looked cool. The Golden Steer? No, it was like – Big a, steaks and lobster tails? No, this place was like a underground. Oh, okay. Like weird, whimsical place. I got you. But I think I would want to go to that. Uh-huh. Right. Or just a really nice steakhouse, yeah, somewhere. All right, you know. So, I've done the good steakhouse thing. I've been to some good ones in Vegas, and I went to one in New York. I've been to one in New Orleans. I have too. So, so I got three, and I'm I'm about to, you're about to be really impressed with my uh, my my culinary knowledge. I want to eat it in London at restaurant Gordon Ramsay. I want to go to Paris and eat at L'Italie de Jean Robochon. And I'm going to Tokyo and eat at uh, Sushi Jiro. You ever heard of that place? It's like 300 bucks, and it, the meal takes 30 minutes. The guy just hands you the sushi. You eat it. He hands you another piece. You eat it. 
You don't have any say in the in the thing. You can't tell them what you want. This is your meal. It's like three hundred bucks, but it's supposed to be the best sushi in the world. So I want to try. What it. about one of those places where they have like the conveyor belt with food? I I don't no. I mean, that's kind of to I'm me. That's kind of strange. Yeah, it's weird. I don't want to deal with that. So, and then I also just want to go back to the uh, the buffet at the Bellagio just because it was awesome. <laughs> Also, last one from Dr. Wiley. What's the best office episode? That's a tough question. That, 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 that could be a whole show. Yeah, I don't really... I, I've never really narrowed it down because they're just... There's so many good ones that just kind of flow. Mm-hmm. The Dundies is always funny. Yeah. When they're uh, when they're at Chili's. So, the- for me, I like the episodes where they don't like Michael. Where he's just a jerk, right? Yeah. So my favorite episode is health insurance, where he makes Dwight pick the health insurance plan, and like Dwight is trying to find out everybody's illnesses, and then he calls Jan and tells her that Dwight that Michael told him to do this, and she gets mad at that. That that is a, that's a great episode for me. He's trying he's trying to get him to go down to that coal mine as a gift. I think it's just it's just it's just funny. <laughs> The uh, dinner party one's always really oh, good. Whenever it's so painful though, it's so yeah, but it's it's so it's like it's, it's very cringeworthy. There's only one I won't rewatch. Do you know what it is? Which one? Because, because it's so cringy. Do you know which one it is? Uh huh. Scott's tots. Oh yes, oh, I cannot God. rewatch that one. It's so <laughs> painful. But I love. I do. I say I love the scene where they're in the in the the break room, and Pam says, "What's Scott's tots?" And you hear Stanley. <laughs> has it already been 10 years that makes me laugh every time but i can't watch the whole scene where he tells the kids he doesn't have any money i just oh my god and he got them laptop batteries i can't i can't watch it <laughs> uh jay in baltimore after getting caught in an unexpected rain shower and instinctually singing the childhood song rain rain go away I began thinking about all the other great weather-inspired songs. Please provide your top three. What are your top three weather-inspired songs? Thunder Rolls by Ooh, Garth that's Brooks. That's a good choice. Uh, Lightning Crashes by Live. It's you. I like it. Thunder and Lightning um, staying on brand. No More Rain by Blind Melon. Okay. That's a good three. Here's mine. What's the, what, I'm trying to think of a. The mine are purple by rain. George Clay is a good song. Purple rain is number one for me. Oh God, I forgot purple rain. Purple rain. Don't let the sun go down on me. Elton John. Elton John. And then, just for a a personal choice because it's one of my favorite bands, "Rain When I Die" by Allison Chains. Okay. I couldn't think of a good snow song. Snow by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I could have gone with sn- Informer by Snow, but yes. uh, Licky Boom Boom Down. But I did. <laughs> uh, is that it? Okay, here we go. Play Baller DC. When is the last time you blo- broke out in a full sprint? And how far did you run? <laughs> it's been a while. Um, Every now and then I'll do it like when I'm taking a walk around yeah. and I just feel like I'm getting fat and I just want to. Like burn off some calories. Yeah, like a full sprint, though, I have I could not tell you the last time I did. So we did a thing, and this was like 13 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, where we went, we, we it was like five of us. We did, we called it the Cotton District Combine. 
where we went out to the MSU practice fields and did like some combine stuff. And so I ran the 40 that day. That might be, that literally might be it. Could have been. Want to guess my time? Six. Two, I appreciate higher? the I appreciate the confidence, but you're wrong. Yeah. Seven, eight. <laughs> Hey, that's not bad. I was so happy to crack eight. I didn't think I was going to do it. I mean, hell, in high school when I was like 200 pounds and in shape, I ran 5-1. So, I mean, how? how? No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't run 5-1. I ran 5-5. Five, five. Like, I was sl- I've always been slow. I don't know what it is. Even when I was relatively skinny. Yeah. I haven't been fast. I've just had long strides. I hear you. Rob Hadaway. First off, Rob. This is a really good question, but I don't appreciate me waking up at like seven this morning and reading this question, then having this song stuck in my head for the next hour. So uh, the theme song on Phineas and Ferb begins, there's 104 days of summer vacation. Where do these people live that they're getting nearly 15 weeks of summer break from school? That is a good question. So like, think about, think about this, right? We're talking, school's always going to be in by Labor Day, right? So we are today 15 weeks from from Labor Day because that's where we are in our SEC previews, right? This was, we did, we started 16 weeks out. Today's the set, this yesterday was the second one. So what school is letting out on like May 15th and not going back to Labor Day? Are people doing that? Well, that's what it says in the, in the song, right? There's 104 days. That's, that's 15 weeks. I've never heard the song. You've never watched Phineas and Ferb? No. Uh, I mean, you didn't have kids when that was popular, I guess, but that's actually a decent show. You should you should check it out. No, we're watching Tots and uh, Bluey right now. So, oh yeah, I, I've missed out on Bluey. So, uh, also from Rob, at the end of June, I'm driving to North Dakota to visit my brother. My goodness. Depending on my route, I could hit any of these college towns on the way to or from. What's my priority? Iowa, Iowa State. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, North Dakota State, South Dakota State. Wisconsin is number one on this list. You want to yes, go Wisconsin, Minnesota, and then I don't the Dakotas think, probably. I don't think Rob is a big drinker though. If he were, I would say Madison is easily number one. But Madison, you you want to go to see Wisconsin? You want to go there? Minnesota. Stay away from Iowa. Yeah, I wouldn't go into. I, I Unless might you like Ames. corn. I might go to Ames. I wouldn't go to. I wouldn't go to Iowa. Though. I might go to Iowa State. I mean, there's just not a lot there, and I'm I'm definitely not interested in going to Illinois. I'm not I'm not interested in going no, to yeah, no. Wisconsin is easy number one, and then probably number two is Minnesota, and then the Dakota States is after that. Uh, but this is probably the time to go up there because oh, it's yeah. not freezing cold. Yeah, it's probably but it's probably like in the 70s. Yeah, middle of June. Yeah, uh, it gets pretty hot up there. Okay, uh, I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, you would. You went to Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, but that's that's like North Dakota is like seven hours from there. Well, I was talking about these other places. Oh yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Iowa. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about North Dakota when I said it's probably seventy degrees. Like, yeah, I don't know we, what the weather we were, is there. When but we I, were in, I really want to go there. I, I, you know, I didn't know. So when we were in Omaha, I googled. I was like, how far are we from Mount Rushmore? Could we go to Mount Rushmore on one of the days off? And it's like five and a half hours. And I was like, oh, well, never mind. That's that's way too far. Yeah. Uh, all right, where are we? Wes Peary asks, why do you both hate Missouri, yet you talk about how much you enjoy St. Louis and Kansas City? MSU grad from Columbia, Missouri. Who said we hate Missouri? 
Yeah, I don't use the Simpsons quote about I'll be deep in the cold, cold ground. Doesn't mean I hate Missouri. I just think that's a funny quote. I don't hate Missouri. Why would I? I got nothing against Missouri. I mean, we've t- we've talked about Missouri sports before, but yeah, I don't. That's different. I, the state of Missouri is fine. I had. What, I don't hate I Missouri at all. Yeah, I enjoyed driving through there. It's a fine state. Hunter Bulware asks. What realistic percent chance do you give us to make the SEC tournament? I'd say less than 10%. Less than 10? Yeah. I mean, I don't think A&M's that great, and I I think there's a very good chance that Missouri and Georgia both lose their series. I I think A&M's coming in. They're desperate. they got to win games. But I just don't think they're very good. Oh, we'll see. I, I I think I don't I don't like state chance. I think I think it's more than ten percent. But I I don't. I mean, it's not a great chance. But I do think it's. I mean, I would say probably forty percent. Okay, I disagree, but that's fine. Also from Hunter, craft your own breakfast sandwich with anything breakfast related. All right. So I want to go. I I like what they're doing at Dolce with the grilled sourdough, but I'm I, I'm a savory guy. I want to go savory on. So we're gonna have. Bacon and smoked sausage. We're going to have uh, American cheese. And then I want to put a thin layer of like Waffle House style hash browns on the sandwich. I don't want the McDonald's hash brown patty. I want a thin layer of the Waffle House style hash browns. And then the bread. That's what I want. Okay. What about you? Uh, I'm getting my, my mother's homemade bread. This is a already um, off to a fantastic start. Sourdough bread that mm-hmm. she makes from the starter and everything. Uh, we're going to butter it and we're going to toast it on a skillet for, mm-hmm. you know, flip it a couple of times. Just let it get nice and brown. Mm-hmm. We're going to put strawberry, homemade strawberry jam on it. Yes. That my mom made from her garden. Well, this is great. We're going to put um, scrambled eggs. On there, we're going to put bacon on there and maybe a little bit of cheese. That's the thing with me is, you know, as you know, I don't like eggs, so that's that's right. For me, I I, see. I I grew up eating egg sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like toast and eggs. Yeah, yeah. My mom would make that. Yeah. And so that, I mean, I would that would probably be the direction I would go with that. Yeah. Uh, Made me hungry now. There you go. Alexandra Watson, why do stores set prices like forty nine ninety nine? Why not just make it fifty bucks? I think they do that to make it feel like you're not spending fifty bucks. Like in your head, you're just like, that's only forty nine ninety nine. It's not that bad. Dude, but that's exactly what it is. Fifty bucks. I don't know about fifty bucks. When it gets to fifty, that's when like uh, your brain like starts working against like, you. Yeah, but forty nine yep. ninety nine. You know, yeah, it, it's fifty is the threshold, even though the tax re- is going to take it over that anyways. Yes. It's reverse psychology. Is all it is. Yeah. Rob Montgomery, if Leach was still coach, would the over-under have been set higher than six and a half wins? Maybe seven and a half. Yes. I, seven and a half would probably be the number. Yeah. That, yes, I would absolutely think that. No question. Uh, last question of the day. I believe it's the last question. Yes. Comes to us from our friend Ford Polk, who asks, what celebrity slash TV personality did you meet that didn't live up to expectations? I don't know that I've met a ton of, of celebrities and, and TV personalities. Maybe Richard Cross. Does that count? No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, like the very few s- stories I have of meeting people, you know, and, and we're talking about a lot of these are gonna be like SEC media people or just media people in general. 
like meeting Peter Burns. That guy, that guy's hilarious. Love him. Um, I have a great, I have a funny story here. I'll tell you. The second media days I went to, I was still with Vsporto, and this was right when we were starting to like push all these other channels out. Right, we had I think the eight SEC channels, and we were starting with Michigan and Ohio State. And so I'm, you know, the whole time I was there, I'm walking around trying to get interviews with different people, and I I would run into Bruce Feldman. I'd be like, Hey, can you talk about Texas A and M? He's like, Yeah, sure. I ran into someone. So I can talk about LSU. Sure. Remember Jay Crawford from ESPN? Yeah, think so. So I knew he was a big Ohio State guy. And I so I caught him. I was like, hey, I know we're at SEC Media Days, but do you want to talk about Ohio State for a few minutes with me? And he looked at me and he was like, and he just said, F, yeah, I do. Yeah, but he didn't say F. He said the word. And I, thought, I, thought was, I just thought that was really funny. He was like, he was fired up to talk about Ohio State. So I thought that was, that was a fun, but I, like, I haven't met anybody. I was just like, that's kind of a downer. I, I, I don't have one like that. Do you? Me and Becky were walking down the streets of New Orleans. Uh-huh. Like, on the backside, like, we walked from the Garden District mm-hmm. to basically the French Quarter. And, like, on the backside of the French Quarter and Bourbon Street and all that stuff, there was, like, you know, an empty street you know, of New Orleans a pretty good bit and mm-hmm. going some, like, just – dead empty streets like there it's not packed all the time so this was for wrestlemania uh 30 and mm-hmm. we were just trying to waste some time walking down the street this guy walks up in a um you went mute you muted yourself robbie what'd you do can you hear me yeah no, no you're good now go ahead okay sorry this guy walks up was the last thing i heard so this guy walks up in a CB in an ABC jacket, mm-hmm. and I was like, I know that guy. And she's like, Oh, he's on my TV show, and he's smoking a cigar, walking by himself in the streets of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I was like, That is a coach, Craig, Craig T. Nelson. Nelson. Oh, okay. Yes. I was like, That's coach. And she's like, Hey, you're on my TV show. He and he just turned around and went probably and just walked off. Oh, what a jerk. Not nice. And Becky was like, can I take a picture? And he just kept walking. Oh, that's not nice. Come on, man. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. So I will say I, I do have one. Uh, I, I I was in Oxford for an egg bowl, and I was at a bar, and Mike Tarico was there, and I just tried to I was like, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? And he totally cold-shouldered me, and I was like, well, F you, buddy. Yeah, he seems like kind of a douche sometimes. It's like, it's like yeah. That's why I prefer uh, you know, Brad Nessler right here. They want to like you anyway, Tariko. Yeah. All right. That's it for today. All right. Tomorrow's show, uh, we'll, we'll look ahead to Mississippi State, uh, Texas A&M, give it a little preview. Plus, as I mentioned earlier, I have an interview up with uh, Cole Kublik uh, from the SEC Network and ESPN. We talk college football, and it's just, we get to some Mississippi State stuff uh, as well. So. Looking forward to putting that out for you guys tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Thursday. Also on a Thursday show, I, I think Robbie and I may have an announcement to make. We'll, we'll, we'll know for sure uh, by the time we do the show. So looking forward to that. Guys, have a great uh, Wednesday, and we'll see you on Thursday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.